When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Till we're on. We're on, What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yes, welcome to a uh, Thursday night edition of the show. Uh, Gary Belcher back next uh, Wednesday. We are joined by a special guest tonight in the studio. We'll get to that in a moment. Hello to our listeners uh, through the Super Radio Network, uh, SCNQ 6.93am in Brisbane, SEN 16.20am on the Gold Coast. In Canberra, 13.23am. Where else? Oh, the SEN app. You can listen to us anywhere around the globe uh, using that. Make sure you download that today. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello. It's a ripper of a show. Because one of our our guests tonight, our major guest, our only guest, I guess. Does that make sense? Our only guest, I guess. Scott Sattler, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Woogie, and listeners. Um, a lot of news uh, overnight, of course. Some of it very sad, which we're going to get to yeah, in relation will. to a, a young rugby league player. But uh, come I, on, I, I don't let's know how, go. I don't know how to feel about our special guest. Not what, only what do you mean? Well, an Olympic legend. Yeah. But outside of that, I got taught as a kid growing up to hate Manly, and she's a massive Manly fan. Well, look, yeah, we, we feel, I feel like we're dirty tonight. We will have to go home and scrub ourselves clean after this. Brooke Hanson, welcome <laughs> to Sports Day. <laughs> It is so great to be with you guys this afternoon and I think, yeah, you can love or hate me. Uh, I am a Manly fan, but mm. do you know what? The, the winner is rugby league. At least I'm I'm a female who loves rugby did league. Did you attend the Hill? I did. I did. Yeah. I went to my first game, six months old, uh, Manly's scored a try and dad and mum have turned around and they thought that I was bleeding because I had a white little baby suit on and I'd got the... I guess the the pom-poms that were next to me and grabbed them and started sucking on the maroon. <laughs> and turn red. Turn red <laughs> with my white, you know, my white little suit. They're like, she's bleeding. It's just like, oh, no, she's, yeah, she's just become a Manly fan straight it, up. It's, like. been, it's <laughs> been a tough week for us, Sats. We've had Rooster supporters on and now a Manly co-host in the studio. Mm. I mean, we had Ali Day on. Yep. After, what about that effort on the weekend? That. Winning his eighth cool and get a goal with a seven centimetre tear in his calf. He is incredible. And I was there to watch that. It was amazing, Ali Day on the weekend, calling out a goal. But I always would love to ask him if he had another sport to choose, what would it be? What would be that other sport? Because I reckon he could go to the Olympics. Well, we'll for ring about- him. We should. We should give we'll him a call. Well, three, I reckon he could go to the Olympics for about three other sports, but he's got to be the fittest. The fittest man in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and it's um, 
Sats has got a crush on him. I've got a man crush on him. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to live vicariously through him because, yeah, growing up as a kid, you remember watching on Sunday afternoon the Uncle Toby's and it was, you know, it was Hendy versus, uh, versus Leach versus Andrews and, and co. And, um, yeah, Craig Riddington and um, – and everyone always wanted to be, back then, you wanted to be an Iron Man or an Iron Woman. Yeah. You know, Carla Gilbert and, and co. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a, I love to live vicariously through his sport. Well, uh, I've, got, I've got one of my sons down at board training at Corumban this afternoon and his coach is Zane Holmes. And so we actually yeah, wow. sat back last week and watched some of his best ever efforts against um, Shannon Eckstein and Ali Day and, you know, watching those races, it's really, I guess, influencing the next generation. But, yeah, okay, I'm a Manly fan, but just to see that on this day in 1969, one of my heroes, one of my mentors growing up in Laurie Daly, he was born, born yes. in Junie. Junie Diesels. Is he one of your heroes, is he? Yeah, one of oh, my heroes growing up. I love Laurie. Loved, hated playing against him, but one of the greatest guys off the field. Um, yeah, he was born today in 1969. What a, yeah, what an amazing athlete, amazing, amazing player. So was he was he tough to go against, or why didn't you like? He was he was just a nightmare to play against because as a defender, where I used to defend, uh, I used to look up and Laurie most of the time was attacking my area. And when he looked up and he had those big scary eyes, and he'd want the ball off Ricky or whoever his halfback, and you knew he was going to take you on. And he was really big and he was athletic and he could whack you in defense as well. He was, he was just a, an all-round athlete. Played, when he was out of June, he played in a, I think it was like an under-18 grand final and then played in the reserve grade grand final, then played in the first grade grand final as a 16 or 17-year-old and then and then went to, uh, went to Canberra, of course. Now, you look at that, 1969. They played in the 1989 grand final. He wasn't even 20 yet. Wow. wow. Yeah. We've got this great photo in our family memorabilia room. My dad, rugby league journalist, looked similar to Laurie Daly. Oh, really? So what they did one day for the paper, they decided to change outfits. So they had dad, the, the sports journo, who was reporting on rugby league in Laurie's complete NRL outfit. And then had Laurie as the journalist in the journalist outfit <laughs> and then back to back. And it's just still one of my favourite photos <laughs> when you, uh, yeah, you walk into our house, which is still called the fish tank. But yeah, Laurie Daly, happy birthday to him. We're going to have a segment a little bit later on about getting to know Brooke. Yeah. Got a few, fair few questions around the Olympics and world yeah. champions. Was it, was it eight world championship gold medals? Yeah. Six individuals? Yeah. Two teams? Yeah. Of a gold medal... Um, and a silver as well at the Olympics in Athens. And we're going to get to know Brooke a little bit later on. So if you've got a message or a question around the Olympics or athletes or whatever it may be, one of mine is the dining hall. Apparently you just come across some of the biggest stars in, in the Olympics. So 0457 736 736 if you've got a question for Brooke Hanson. Or call us 1300-01170. Best text or call tonight. Uh, we'll score that double pass to the Golden Eagle October 29 at Rose Hill. Thanks to our great mates. Rugby League. Peter Volandis and Racing New South Wales. Waits, one more. I know you're excited, Sats. Uh, for expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Yes. Uh, in honour of Brooke, uh, Australian swimmer Michael Wendon on this day set the world record 100-metre freestyle at the Mexico Olympics, 52.2. What are they swimming now around Ooh. the 100 freestyle? Wow, now they're down at 46. What? But 52.2 oh, back in 1968. And, you know, there's no anti-wave lane ropes and there's no, you know, super suits. <laughs> and there's, uh, he probably did it with no goggles and no cap either. What, what a legend, Michael Landon.
fun fact Thursday. Oh, okay. yeah. Here, no, hang on. No, that was... No, no, we've got to play the intro. Okay. This is the worst segment ever. It's fun fact Thursday. Yes. Fun fact Thursday. It's fun fact Thursday. No. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? So much fun on a Thursday. Fun fact Thursday. I could have a lot more fun. So my fun fact Thursday <laughs> is that back then the 100-meter freestyle was the Blue Ribboned event. Not Blue Ribbon, Blue Ribboned, R-I-B-A-N-D. That's how the English it was always the Blue Ribboned event, but the Americans changed it to the Blue Ribbon event. Which, which part of this is fun? I'm that's just a fun trying, fact I'm just Thursday. Trying. No, it's not. I that's learned just something a, today. Okay, and this is Sat saying fun fact Thursday in a funny voice. Fun fact Thursday. It's not me. I, I went away, Brooke. I told you this off. I went away for three weeks to come back, and this is the the the, the rubbish that they came up with while I was away. This is Gary Belcher's idea. Okay, another fun fact Thursday. I'll make it fun. Cox Plate this week, which we is a little bit flowing under the radar with us. Yes. Cox Plate this week, 100th running, 100th year. It's fun fact Thursday. And nearly 40 years to the day, Kingston Town right. won its third Cox Plate. After the famous line, we're going to play this. Uh, this this is 1982, Here one is. in 80, 81, 82. This famous line about Kingston Town. I'll, I'll give you the run. You want you want the line first or the the end? What would you like? The the line first. Right here we go. Kingston Town can't win. This okay. is what this is what happened. On the turn, 500 outfielders, Pride and Myaxman are together. A length and a half, Lawman. Kingston Town can't win. Then L.A. Bajou and the three-year-old Grosvenor running on. Myaxman took the lead from Fearless Pride. Grosvenor coming down the outside is after them. Myaxman in front. Grosvenor and Kingston Town flashing. He might win yet the champ. Grosvenor took the lead off. Kingston Town swapping them. What a run. Kingston Town wins it and to Grosvenor. Mm. Kingston Town. No one ever thought... Anyone would match Kingston Town with three, um, well, back-to-back and to back uh, Cox Plate wins. But, of course, Winks won four. Of course. Amazing. Hey, can I just throw something out there? Normally, Brooke, um, I know you say you listen to the show and, and we'll do a test on you later on to see yep. how much you know. But we normally finish a Thursday where we all throw up a song and our listeners vote which song finishes the show. But I think, I think that's worn itself out. Don't you? Yeah, by um, popular demand that we don't do that. Do, do each that anymore. Thursday anymore. Yeah, but I thought we we're going to finish the show where one of the people in the studio will just pick a song. That's how we, you know, something that makes you feel good. You be forty, Kingston Town. Well, no, this this <laughs> this is horrible. But it's Kingston Town. It's in Kingston that, Brooke. Does that get you excited for the long weekend? No, it does not. It doesn't. Sorry, it's we need horrible. No, we need something a bit better than that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's on the. I, it makes me a bit tired. Yeah. I prefer to be up dancing. This well, is well. I was really thinking 1969 because day? that was the uh, on this day as you said Laurie Daly was born. So what about something with a theme of 69? So summer of 69, Brian Adams or Marvin Gaye. His number one song in 1969 was From Memory, Woogie, or Music Man. I uh, heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. I don't have a snippet of uh, Summer of 69 I can play for you at the moment. Sorry. Okay. But, but why don't we let Brooke pick the song to finish the show tonight? Mm, Our okay. guest. Give her time to think about it. Yeah, come up with something that's upbeat. But it can't be any of that pop rubbish. 
What did you use when you were walking? No, I don't want any Madonna or anything like that. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you're judging me straight up. You think I'm a Madonna that was fan. Yeah, no, he's no, just like, I yeah, intended she's a, it to she's be. A pop, she's a mm. pop chick. Well, you are, right? You'd be an 80s pop chick. Um, 90s? Yeah, let's, that was a long yeah, movie, I think. Like, she's a pop, she's a pop chick. I, you know what she said before? I, I love this that people just like, they look straight at you and they're like, okay. Mega know, death thing. Yeah, oh, swimmer, Olympia. Midnight right, oil. Like, what did you have yep. uh, in your Sony Walkman as you're walking towards the blocks? <laughs> Sony Walkman. <laughs> oh, you're not that old, are you? Uh, what, what did you? What were you listening to to fire yourself up before a race? Uh, Foo Fighters. Okay. Um, bit, maybe a bit of Grinspoon, Pacifier, known as She Had now. Yeah, none of that. Yeah, just like uh, I, I'm a rock chick, so it'd be, yeah, I'd be rock. Tell a, me. a bit of Akadaka. Okay, great. That's good. We'll, we'll get oh. that going then. But uh, you got to pick a song for us to finish. Not as long as it's not Paul Kelly, because I, I don't. Were there any swimmers who used Paul Kelly to fire them up uh, in the in the change rooms before going out? Uh, not not that I know of. <laughs> know how to make gravy or anything like so. that before we hate. We don't like Paul Kelly. Why is that? It's boring. Mm, I, would, oh, oh, yeah. I would say that's an all time favourite song of mine. Oh God! Great great songwriter. Yeah. Oh, please. Uh, some sad news today before we go to a break, by the way. We get to know Brooke a bit more. Uh, young Gold Coast boy in Redcliffe Dolphins and, and former Seagulls player, uh, Liam Hampson, was found dead in a Barcelona club whilst on holidays with friends, including some NRL players. That's... Yeah, very sad. Very sad news. Uh, his family, from all reports, have jumped on a plane immediately to go over. Um, and that painstaking tra- uh, journey to, to bring his body home and also to find out what has happened. And his friends did report him missing after 30 hours, which was unlike him. No one had heard from him. Uh, he wasn't answering his phone. And as, as you said, uh, Woogie was confirmed this morning by Pan- Spanish police that he was found. His body was found at the nightclub venue at around noon Wednesday when the last sighting of him was around 4.30, 5.30am on the Tuesday morning. So... At this stage, they're classing it as an accident. Uh, such sad news. Now, I, I know a lot of people that know Liam. Um, I didn't know him personally myself. I've called plenty of his rugby league games in the Queensland Cup, the Host Plus Cup. But everyone I talk to has just said that this guy is one of the good guys. He is, doesn't matter what the situation that he was ever in in his team, he would always bring a smile to everyone's face. He was the one that always brought down the pressure in the team environment. We, we, we all have those players, don't we, and, yeah. and athletes in the group that always have the ability to bring a smile to everyone's face. doesn't matter how tough the situation is. So this is just heartbreaking news. I've got to say his family. His family put a post out when they, they learned of, of um, Liam's passing, and they just said, I'm glad he was with his best mates having the time of his life when it happened. So... Yeah, such sad news. It's um, it's horrible. Yeah, really sad news. And our yeah, our heart goes out to the whole rugby league community and sending love and light to his family and all of his friends today and, mm. and moving forward. Uh, let's get into the Rugby League World Cup. Another game uh, this morning. The Cook Islands defeated a valiant Wales today, 18-12, scoring two back-to-back in the second half uh, to win the game. Let's have a listen. It's Mutsa Takarangi. Reese Williams and Masters in the leap. It's Stephen Masters who gets up there and touches it down. Try confirmed. Back-to-back tries for the Cook Islanders. Surprise win for the Cook Islands over Wales. Sats no. or no? Expected. No, it could have gone either way, but you mentioned some of the names you heard there. Masters, of course, there's Stephen Masters, East Sand Masters that have played NRL, and then you've got Brad Takarangi who had a lot of 
uh, NRL experience as well. So I, I love the World Cup that you you forget about players and also give some opportunities, some, some players that are playing in the second tier rugby league, the opportunity on the national level to um, to be exposed to um, you know, top tier footy. I love it. I love it. Love all the World Cups, even the the minnows in the cricket. I'm really excited watching the likes of Namibia and um, you know, Ireland. We had mm. one of the listeners last night say, Ireland's not a minnow. They've been playing cricket for years. They beat England one year, which I wasn't aware of. Uh, well, Netherlands. Uh, who's playing at the moment? Sorry. Netherlands. Netherlands. Netherlands are playing against... Uh, Sri Lanka. And they're actually on top. They need, well, 32 from 12 balls to win. But didn't Sri Lanka need to win by a certain amount of runs? Have to win convincingly because Namibia's playing tonight. If Namibia win, yep. they go ahead of Sri Lanka and go through to the next round. Been watching any of the Rugby League World Cup, Brooke? I have, yeah, I have been, and I've been, yeah, interested in a few of the teams that haven't, like, haven't stepped up when we thought that they would. Mm. Uh, a la Samoa. Ah, uh, yes. That was yep. terrible, wasn't that? That God, it was, feels like ages ago. I want to get your opinions on this. Wayne Bennett has spoken about his desire for the NRL to have uh, a designated trade window, saying, "I'm a fan of anything that will improve what we do now." All benefit Wayne Bennett. What we do now is a joke. <laughs> He slammed the current player transfer system amid renewed calls for for specified NRL trade windows to be introduced to stop the spate of mid-season moves. Thoughts? Now, I suppose all listeners, not all listeners, I think a majority of listeners would agree that they don't like their players signing a contract a year out from when they're, they've still got another year to play with their club. But I don't think it's a great scene, to be quite honest. And and Wayne Bennett's also alluding to the fact that he doesn't like players changing clubs mid-season as well. Mm. I don't mind if it's a loan system. There are some players that just aren't happy at their clubs for whatever reason, whether it's the, the disconnection with the coach. Um, just some clubs just don't work for some players and they, they can make a change before August 1 and go to another club mid-season. I can see the reason behind that. But what Wayne Bennett's calling for is, don't let it be a free-for-all. Let's actually have a designated window when any any changes or swaps to other clubs mid-season happen. We just need to leave one window open for that. So similar to the, to other sports that do it. Yeah, just in, align it so it's just not it's not a free-for-all. You, you, know, you mm. wake up one day and, and Brooke Hansen's playing for the West Tigers and you wake up on Thursday and all of a sudden she's going over to the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. Um, he's saying it's it's a mess. So I, I, I tend to like a trade window. I don't mind a trade window where it's it's all kept in alignment. So how long would that window be? Maybe 10 days. Yep. Yeah. It allows your managers to go and, and make whatever negotiations they need to. Clubs need to look at their rosters and say, well, we need a, a centre. We've got four injuries in the centres and there's a club over there that's got four centres that are healthy. Can we trade one of those for a certain period of time on loan or – can we make it less confusing than the AFL trade period where you're swapping points and picks and all that sort of stuff? Can, I mean, I know we don't have a draft, but that is so confusing. It's confusing because we don't live in the world of, of drafts. And I, I talk to our colleagues in Victoria. They find it confusing. <laughs> I think people just make stuff up. And you've uh, got free agents and delisted oh, players. And, yeah, it what continues. a nightmare. Hey, before we go to the break, this, this is probably the weirdest story I've heard this year, Justin Hodges has sensationally launched legal action in a bid to overturn his controversial loss to Paul Gallen, uh, despite a promise of a rematch in December. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he's he's taking legal action because he believes Gallon illegally punched him while pushed out over the ropes during the second round of the heavyweight bat. But this was Gallon's second fight of the night. He fought two of you. How can you? How can you do? How can you? Do, Take legal action. So Hodjo needs to look at the history of boxing and realise that they won't overturn any decision, okay? So, um, yeah, no, he's fighting a lost battle there. Yeah, he's got a rematch, just, you know. Didn't he get – I missed this. I was in Bali. Didn't he get knocked out? Yeah, he did. Ben Hennett should probably get the the, the thing then. (laughs) The rematch. At least he he showed up, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about the appeal. Just get on with your training. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Right, break time. This is Sports Day. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. Brooke Hanson in Badger's seat tonight here on Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We'll get to know Brooke, and you can ask her any questions you like. 0457 736 736. That's our text number. Or 1300 01 1170. Oh, there's something I've got to mention. Because Mm. Brooke's here. Gold... Golden moments for you this week. We've got a gold medalist in the studio. We want to find out your gold moments. Anything good happened to you this week? I saw in the pouring rain yesterday mm. a guy that was stopped in the middle of the road, lights on, and was struggling. Elderly guy. Mm. And uh, two young guys, probably about 19, 20 years of age, they pulled over, ran out, pushed his car off to the side of the road, helped the old guy out. Mugged That's him. a gold medal. Oh, gold medal while moment. you drove off. Hey? While you drive off. You saw it in your rear vision mirror. I was on my way to work. <laughs> hey, Andy B says, Ali Day, Paris Olympics, triathlon, marathon swim, 2,000-metre kayak, gold medal, all of them. Oh, I love that. Mm. Right. Well done, Andy. Keep your text coming through. We're actually trying to get Ali Day on the phone as well. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll back for Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Gary Belcher back uh, next Wednesday on the show. Brooke Hansen in his seat tonight with uh, Sats as well. 0457 736 736. That is our text number. If you want to get involved in the show, Sri Lanka have won by 16 runs against not Netherlands. Enough. If Namibia win, not yep. enough. All right, that game kicks off uh, 7 o'clock. Yeah, Yeah. about 7 o'clock daylight savings time. Uh, Text messages are coming through. The best one uh, tonight will score for themselves a double pass to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill on October 29. Ask Brooke anything. She's going to pick the song, by the way, to finish the show Mm. with tonight. And Rooster Muzz is all over this, isn't he? Yep. Yep. He's already texted, hasn't he? Read that out if you want. Brooke, oh, oh I, love, I love it. As delightful as Brooke is, can you please bar her from selecting Eagle Rock as tonight's she, song? Yeah, actually, Rooster Muzz <laughs> didn't say as delightful as Brooke is. She added that in. Yeah, no, she's, he's a please bar her. That's all he said. So. Uh, well, do you know what? That's the song that I wanted to pick because you guys didn't want me here because I'm a manly fan. You didn't no, want me here. We we invited you in to give you rubbish for being a manly fan. It hasn't uh, worked out You've yet. You've got to realise that a manly fan's going to try and get back at you with Eagle Rock. Uh, loving the text. This is fantastic. Mm. Okay, <laughs> we want to get to know Brooke a little bit more. 
Um, as we said, six individual golds at the World Championships, eight in total. That's amazing. Gold medal and silver in Athens 2004 in the team, then also the individual. Now, youngest swimmer, 1994 Commonwealth Games. What Were you, what, 15, 16? Yeah, I was 15 at the Common Games trials that were in Brisbane, and I, I actually turned 16 during the national titles. Is that daunting as a... And then as a 16-year-old... The day I turned 16, I got announced on the Commonwealth Games team that I was in year 11, attending McKellar Girls High School down in Sydney. And 94, I, was that New Zealand, Auckland? It was Canada. Canada. It was, yeah, Victoria, Canada. So uh, the island off Vancouver. Like, what a place to go to your first Com Games. Was that daunting as a... On, no, I just embraced it. It was just the, yeah, it was just the best. Yeah, it was just the, the best moment to be on the team with all of my heroes growing up, you know, Kieran Perkins, Hayley Lewis, Andrew Bowden. Uh, I just, yeah, I loved it. I just embraced every every minute of being on that game games team. The marshalling area before a race. Now, for the listeners, obviously it's a room where if you're the next race, you're all sitting there, you're all tough competitors were you the sort of athlete that would interact with the other swimmers or were you in your zone? And what's the marshalling area like? Is it quite intimidating? Oh, it is, definitely. And I'd, I'd always try and create a, a bit of nerve. So we talk about that performance arousal where you needed to be. So I needed a, a little bit of butterflies in my stomach to get the best performance out of myself. And it meant, you know, of course, it meant it meant something. But Olympic marshalling areas sort of had added pressure because, of course, you wanted to walk on to – an Olympic pool deck and you wanted to win a medal. So I remember the Olympics being the most intense, intense marshalling area. And even some of the coaches were allowed in those Olympic rooms. And I remember the Chinese coaches coming in and just patting the girls down and, and some of them just keeping their goggles on and being so focused. And a few of the other girls sort of jumping around with sort of nervous energy with smiles on their faces and us Aussie girls were all pretty calm and, you know, would be chilled out. I'd just try and use all my energy for the race. But I remember it being, yeah, pretty crazy at times, just seeing how everyone got themselves ready to perform at their best. It's interesting you mentioned the Chinese swimmers because my next question is going to be about the Chinese swimmers. You were beaten by a Chinese swimmer for the gold medal in the individual breaststroke. Was that about the time the Chinese were being questioned about their training techniques no, and their physiques? Well, I was fortunate... 2004 Athens Olympics, I've got silver in the 100 metres breaststroke beaten by a Chinese swimmer. But at that stage, there was all of the the blood tests were happening as well as the urine samples. But Chinese swimming had gone through a fair bit 10 years prior, I guess, prior to that moment. So I believed at that point, the 100 metres breaststroke for females was definitely a clean a clean final, mm. that none of us were on any, on any gear. But 10 years prior we knew that we were going against females that were definitely taking performance-enhancing drugs. Remember that drugs. image of that Chinese swimmer that she got out of the pool at the World Champs at the time she had a massive lats and back yep. on her. It looked like, a, it looked like a, she was riddled with everything. And you'd be in the change rooms, oh. you know, putting on your Speedos and there'd be like acne on their backs and their chests and their and they'd have no, no breasts and armpit hair and... Just like just I don't know, growth like growth of muscles where women don't usually look like that, and that mm. that was so intimidating. It was really scary to be in a in, in a change room with with girls that you knew were taking something that they shouldn't have. Yeah. Been. 
Radio one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I've got a, a caller on the line. This is Mark from Upper West Pennant Hills. Now we, we found out that Upper West Pennant Hills doesn't exist. It's just West Pennant Hills. But any, yep. anyway, Mark, got a question for Brooke, mate? <laughs> well, there's no bottom right either, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? But um. Brooke, I just want to know what your thoughts are when you're in the pool in, in that amazing crowds and everything. Don't you reckon that lifeguard sitting on that plastic chair in the corner is the most <laughs> overpaid, overrated? <laughs> like, there's not a guy in the stadium, that person in the stadium that can't swim, and you've got a lifeguard sitting there getting mega dollars. <laughs> mega dollars. What's your thoughts there, Brooke? Well, I, I thought that that might be a, a good job for me come the, the Brisbane 2032 Olympics. I can What's just, the reason behind I it? can sit there in the lifeguard tower and I guess if you were going to have a, you know, a heart attack mid-race or mm. if there was going to be, you know, something that happened, that lifeguard is there and they're going to dive in and, and pick you up from the bottom of the pool and start their recess. Good stuff. <laughs> good question, Mark. Great question. But I'm happy. Yeah, Mark, I'm definitely happy to take that role at the Olympics. Now, Liesl Jones was coming through sort of at the back end of your career, this 14-year-old that makes the Olympic team, four Olympics. Afternoon, Brooke. This is uh, Will from Clove Valley Road at Randwick. I don't know why he's giving you his full address. That's creepy, Will. <laughs> Afternoon, Brooke. How was your relationship with Liesl Jones? He he. He seems to think she was a poor loser. I don't. We don't really know her, but you do. What was your relationship like with her coming through? Yeah, I guess with Liesl it was tough. She she was a fourteen year old at Sydney two thousand. She won the silver medal there, and in two thousand and four, she was the fastest qualified that year. She was the the world record holder, and she went into that Olympics as the favourite. And then when I was ranked fourth for that final and I got up and, and after missing two Olympic teams, I finally achieved my Olympic dream after 22 years. Mm. And I stood on that Olympic podium, got the silver medal and Bruce McAvaney said, she's the happiest silver medalist I've ever seen. It's a golden reward for never giving up a silver medal with a golden reward. And then you went to Liesl, who was the favourite, She'd won the bronze. Mm. I'd beaten her by one one hundredth of a second and she didn't have a smile on her face. So there was a lot of media around that that she looked like a sore loser at the time. But you've, I guess you've just got to realise from her point of view, she was just absolutely devastated with her performance. She put the pressure on herself. She knew that she had the performance to win, but she just didn't step up at that moment to win. But to her credit, four years later... She backed it up and finally won individual Olympic gold in Beijing and, and then went on to London as well, now a four-time Olympian. And we roomed together at the Melbourne Commonwealth Games in 2006, became great teammates and fantastic friends and still friends today. Yeah, good. Great stuff. Well answered. Now, Woogie and Worm. Worm's my old nickname. And Woogie's mine. Yep. I'd like to case. ask Brooke what her <laughs> genuine personal opinion is of this sports sponsorship bizzo. By the way, Brooke, congratulations on a stellar career, Muzz. So in relation to what's going on with the, the netball, uh, what's going on with Australian cricket, private sponsorship, commercial agreements, we had a chat about this off air. Yeah, but yeah. So any sponsorship, any sponsorship is welcome. Hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't care about anything else. If the money is there and the sport is being supported by that amount of money that is going from the, the top – legends of the game of the sport and it's coming all the way down to 
to those athletes that are just, you know, scraping on to those minor teams, it is money that is needed in sport and there's not enough corporate money in sport. And there's still athletes like myself that are working three, four part-time jobs as well as training full-time for an Olympic game. So you were I, saying that you had three part-time jobs wow. studying in university and doing two and three sessions a day. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Three sessions. Yeah. Three sessions a day, uni and working. Cause you had like, I had to pay the rent. I had to, uh, yeah, pay the bills, put food on the table. And then obviously I wanted to know that swimming wasn't going to go forever. So I wanted to study at uni and it just like it continued. But for now, I just, I just look at all these sports and I'm like, no, like the money's, you're not going to get another sponsor that's going to give you $15 million. Like mm. show me the money and keep the money. Mm. Stop complaining. No complaints about any, like whatever you're complaining about, whether it's, yeah, cl- climate change. I, like I don't care what you're complaining about. Don't, just don't do it because the money's not going to come back. Wow. Strong words from Brooke Hansen tonight on Sports Day. Uh Shoot us a text, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70 is our number. We're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, oh, we're going to get into a sports update and a few other things on the way here on Sports Day. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, we'll get back to Brooke in just a moment. Just some of the stories she's telling us in the ad break. She just told us one of the most amazing stories I've never heard in sport. Now, ever. what what do we do in the radio biz, mate? What do we say? Hook and tease. Hook and tease. We'll do that at the start of next hour. Stick around, folks. Gather mm. your kids around the radio. They will be shocked by this. Uh, join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Um, we're hearing reports that Cam Green has been brought into the T20 uh, World Cup squad for Australia in place of uh, Josh Inglis, who um, injured his hand today, playing or yesterday, playing golf, and he was using a six iron on a par three, which is a no-no. That says he's not very good at hitting a ball. And he snapped the shaft and it's gone through his hand. So he's out of Australia's T20 World Cup squad. I thought they might bring in Ben McDermott, who's a like-for-like, opening batsman, a wicketkeeper. This means Australia does not have a, a backup wicketkeeper. And Toronto Rod asked the question, if Matty Way gets injured, does that mean then we can bring another wicketkeeper or that's it? Not quite sure. It's a really good question. It's only 14 players, isn't it, per squad? 15. 15, is it? Yeah. So Cam Green looks like he's come in. Well, uh, we're hearing – I haven't received anything from Cricket Australia, unless I'm no longer the fourth. Uh, but I haven't got there a – There go, a, Cam Green, Josh Inglis' replacement. There they go. So yep. it has – it's just been – it's been announced. Which so makes sense go. in a way because – Well, it doesn't. Well, it does in a sense that – there were so many people calling for Cam Green through his form and he opened the batting, of course, in some of those friendly matches. I suppose it appeases a lot of the uh, a lot of the fans that wanted him in there because he did. He had stellar form in those lead-up matches. But here's my question to both of you then. Why not just pick Cam Green in the first place? Why pick Josh Inglis? If you're not going to have a second keeper in the side, a backup keeper, then why, why wouldn't you just pick Cam Green in the first place? Hmm. Good call. Why wouldn't you? 
I know it's just it's bizarre. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think the Aussie selectors know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, what else is? Jeez, oh, I tell you what, a text just came through. Yes, yes, yes. Finally, Brooke. Finally, some common sense from an extremely professional, hardworking superstar. I wish Mr. Cummins was listening, but he's probably making an ad shaving. <laughs> Thanks from Chef Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are the razors made? And what are they made of? Steel, aren't they? Oh. Mm. Jeez. All righty. Did you see the fast- How many sponsors does he have? This is this is what I'm saying. Like he's got a few. Well, yep. if you if you look at his sponsors and then dig deep, you'll find some interesting connections. I'm yep. just saying. So it, it doesn't matter how That's far not only him. That's no, it's everybody. It's a lot of people that are making a stance. I heard one yep. of our colleagues, Jimmy Smith, say today, and I'm just paraphrasing here, but he just said, you know, they've got to start leading by example. Then if they're if they're serious about climate change and whatnot, then you know, you start making sacrifices, and we'll take it seriously. Mm. Well, maybe after the World Cup, we may see some of those. Whatever they are, I'm not quite sure, but uh, you'll be living in a tent and yeah. cooking your food on a fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, yeah, what? How, ride, riding a bike. Yeah, walking between Brisbane and Sydney be fantastic. Won't be using a phone because they're made in countries that are massive polluters. Mm. You know? yeah. um, one thing, what do you make of this last night? Australia beat New Zealand in the Constellation Cup, obviously. That's uh, 2-1 now the Kiwis lead yep. that series. Uh, the final game is in on the Gold Coast on Sunday. Um, which which Matilda, my daughter, she's playing at halftime. Oh, nice. Grassroot, oh, wow. ra- grassroots netball playing at halftime on okay. Sunday at the Gold Coast Convention Centre. That's nice. That's yeah, that's proud nice. mum. You'll yeah, be there I'm, taking I'm, photos. I'm a very proud mum. But, <laughs> but I wanted them, obviously, to win last night because they had to win by Absolutely. more than 13. So we've won by 15. But again, like, what's going on? Well, they had Origin Energy on their <laughs> on their uniforms. So I go, I, I don't get it. I, uh, like we talked about it before the show. Are, are, are we dumb? Are we dumb? They're 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 saying they're all about climate change, but now they're one team's wearing a, an electricity company and the other one's not. I just don't get it. Yeah, I've, one's happy to have yeah the electricity company, but don't want. Gina I've never Reinhardt, had a cigarette but... in my life, but I played in the Winfield <laughs> Cup and. They were great sponsors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good call, now, after Brooke's answer about sports sponsorship, can you please lift that ban on Eagle Rock and let her play any song she bloody wants? <laughs> <laughs> from, yeah. from Rooster Muzz. Yeah, well done. Uh, wh- 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 why are you hooking and teasing Woogs, you flog? No one's going to leave. It's the greatest show on radio. Just tell the story. Well, we're running out of time, so we'll get to that soon. We'll get to more of your texts in just a moment as well. Uh, this is Sports Day. By the way, if you want to join the Robson Civil team, uh, get, get to it. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is Sports Day. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. Oh, an A-League update. Stand by. Have you heard Jack talk about soccer at Noisim? Oh, get your pillow. It's a good time to go to the toilet. Or... Isn't it called football? In, no. In a... oh, <laughs> yes. Hear the, clap, the clap in the back room. In Australia, it's called soccer. Oh, well. Australia and the call US. football, Brooke. Yeah. yeah. Well, I call football rugby league. No, it's not. Rugby league it's... is not football. I'm going to the footy this weekend. So what? That's yeah. rugby league. Uh, well, is it NRL? Oh. Yeah, like we can, weekend, we, can deba- we can debate this. We can d- totally debate this because what is football? Like what is f- football? It's soccer. In yeah, Victoria, exactly. in Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia, Tasmania, it's AFL. 
And in the northern states, it's don't it's take any of these. Okay, this is this is sports day. This is sports day. Right. This is for the sports lovers. It's actually a right. night, but yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it's actually sports <laughs> night. Actually, what a so, crap name for the show. <laughs> so there's football. Oh, what? It, why are you coming in here and making sense? So, <laughs> when did, we don't want this sats. What's no. going? Why'd you invite us? AFL breakfast. rugby you league be breakfast. Yeah, rugby you sh- union. Yeah, you should be on a show with listeners, <laughs> not with us. This is sports day and night. Uh, for Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Uh, Brooke Hansen in the studio tonight. Jeez, uh, throwing out some amazing content. Uh, wait till you hear a story she's going to do uh, in the second hour of the show. It's a hook and a tease. A story she's going to do. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do. A-League, I've given up. It's Thursday night. A-League update. Football is here. Izuzu Ute A-League. Experience it live. Search A-League tickets. I will tell you one thing. We've got a, a text from Steve, and this is no offence. This is no offence to uh, to the A-League or anything like that, but can we have notice when Jack does a soccer report, I'll go out and watch the grass grow until he finished. Now, it's got nothing to do with the soccer. It's about Jack's delivery. So thanks for your text, Steve. Uh, he's doing it now. All right, Steve, go out and have a look, mate. Uh, <laughs> let me know how it goes. All right, so Newcastle, they got their first win, uh, 2-1 over Perth. It was in the 93rd minute, so big for Newcastle. However, they're going to be out with one of their players who straight up just fly-kicked someone in the head. What? He, oh, it was it was kung Inten- fu intentional or no? But like he had to jump and then lift his foot so high that it Billy Slater used to face. do it when he used to go up for the high ball. He used to deliver. How did he get away similar. with it? Yeah, all those years. So similar, Good technique. Well done, Bill. Mm. Red card. Uh, so the so Mariners, red card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was brutal. So the Mariners what, had it. Yeah. Go how on, long? Does, how long will he spend on the sidelines? It's usually two weeks. Okay. Is usually. that mandatory for a red card? For a straight red. There's right. difference if it's a yellow first and then a red. Right. Yep. Uh, then the Mariners, they had a two-all draw against the Phoenix. Sydney FC had a good 3 win win over Western United. So this week, Newcastle will have Wellington Phoenix on Saturday. Sydney have Adelaide United on Sunday at 2 o'clock. And the Mariners take on Perth on Sunday as well at 4 o'clock. Have you passed on our idea uh, to the A-League to have mm. – so we can have more goals. So we, two ideas, Brooke. One, uh, if no one has scored – at the end of 90 minutes, we unleash a lion and it eats people, uh, <laughs> players, until, scores. until scores. Like, what kid- is this, like gladiator or Vikings? Exactly. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be yeah. sitting up in a box like Julius Caesar <laughs> watching this. But So the A-League rejected that one. They reject- What okay. about uh, mine and Sats' idea this week where we have the goal go from one sideline to the other? And you have a big inflatable soccer ball and you kick that around, someone's going to score a goal. I think that's more plausible. Now, that one they said, stop contacting me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to make it sexier. Yeah. We're just, that's what we're so trying Jack, to do. So, Jack, who do you support in football? I, I support Liverpool in the English Premier League and I support the Brisbane Raw in the A-League. Correct. Um, so, tough, you know, tough couple of weeks for the Raw, but yeah. what about you? And your favourite, what's who's favourite all-time player? Steven Gerrard has to be. If Captain you're a Liverpool fantastic. fan, everyone loves Stevie Gerrard, don't they? Who do you support? I, I lived in Melbourne for a very long time, mm-hmm. so Melbourne victory, and I'm a Manchester fan. Oh, wow. City United. 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 Oh, good girl. Good girl. Gark. 
Hey, uh, this is really quickly. Uh, Colin from Enfield says, go Manly, but he just spotted Paddy Cummins and then Ned Brockman, of course, ran from Perth to Bondi at a Bondi cafe together. I presume Pat is getting advice on the walk between Sydney and Perth. He's starting after Saturday night's match. There you go. Good message, Cole. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Keep your text coming through for Brooke or anything. Uh, and also, don't forget, it's... It's Fun Fact Thursday. Send your fun facts through. The <laughs> worst segment on radio. It's Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> Send them through. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to a second hour. Brooke Hanson, our special guest in the studio tonight. And, boy, we're getting some text messages coming through. Brooke, 0457 736 736. Keep them coming through for McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, the McDonald Jones birthday sale is on now. Brooke's responsible too, by the way. Sats for the final song we will end up playing mm. tonight. We've, we've booted out the voting system. It's it's been happening too long, and well, generally my songs don't get. Picked. I saw her looking on her phone at the proclaimers at one stage. <laughs> oh, you better not be. <laughs> I think I'm going to regret this. She's a manly supporter, and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, well anxious listeners hoping it's not Eagle Rock. Well, Gary has just texted in and said, "Sent with gentle effect." I love you, Brooke. Manly Manchester United, Gary. <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, they're getting into you as well. That's nice. That is nice to see. Uh, keep your text coming through. Best text tonight or call on 1300 01 1170. We'll score a double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill on Saturday, the 29th of October, thanks to Racing New South Wales. But further south this weekend, it's the Cox Plate. It's, I it reckon is. it's the best race day on our racing calendar, the Cox Plate. I, I agree with you. We have wait for age, of course. Um, and what well, the, the favourite seems to be Animo, which has had a good, really good run in. And earlier on, we played Kingston Town about a couple of days out, 40 years ago, won its third uh, Cox Plate. And we also, on the back of that, we also got a text message here, which I'm just going to try and find um, about the Cox Plate. Here it is. Race calls. Play that amazing call between Bone Crusher. In, this is in 1988. Uh, 1986 it was. Bone Crusher and our Waverley star. Got it right here. But the two great New Zealanders have come away on the turn. Our Waverley star, a half-length bone crusher. The big red won't give in. Drought running on. Bone crusher responds to the whip. The roars of the crowd. He races up to our Waverley star. A hundred out. Bone crusher, our Waverley star. Stride for stride. Nothing in it. Our Waverley star, the rails. Bone crusher, the outside. And bone crusher races into equine immortality. One and a half million dollars as he photo finishes our Waverley star. Was that the original call? That sounded like someone just called it again and put a fake crowd behind it. You know, it was, they started going at each other about seven, eight hundred metres out. I remember it as, as if it was yesterday. And um, it, they ended up calling it the race of the century, the finish. So yeah, wow. listeners, if, even if you're not a horse racing fan, 
Do yourself a favour. Look at the 1986 Cox Plate. The finish of it is one of the best finishes you'll see in sport. Well, I was in Melbourne yesterday, and I can tell you, there's a, there everyone's pumped up. It's They're looking crazy forward there, to it? the Cox Plate, mm. and our, the track will be good because the weather in Melbourne yesterday was beautiful. Yeah, blue skies. It'll it, yeah, it'll be a good track. Favorite sports movie? Oh, put me on the spot here. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Rocky Two. By mile. Oh, no, you, when you say sports movie, it's got to be a true story. No, it doesn't. I mean, that was loosely no, no, based. No. <laughs> that was loosely based on a real boxer. Why does it have to be a, a true story? I'm going to say, remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, no, no. I tell you the what. Re- remember the, other day? the Titans was a good. I tell you what. The other day, Miracle. Oh, Kurt yeah. Russell, which is based yep. on the 1980 ice hockey team who beat the Russians in the semi-final, who'd never been beaten. Uh, in any sort of major tournament. It's a great movie. What was that sports movie where the plane crashes and they all start eating each other? What was that one? <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> What's that one? You asked me. No, you actually asked. Oh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> well, there's a new one coming out. Sats wants to play this. Have a listen to this preview. Damien. How long were you locked up? 18 years, bro. Just got out last week. Glad to have you back out, huh? I know I've been away a long time, but I kept myself in shape. I still got gas in the tank. Come by the gym. What movie? No. Don't know? No. Don't have it. Creed 3. Which is Rocky 12, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be up to double So Michael now. B. Jordan, who plays Creed's son, yeah. he's the director of this one. We're talking about Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed's son. Did you watch the Rocky movies? I did. Right. Did you watch the Creed movies? No. The spin-off, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, nah, I didn't watch the spin-offs. I'm more like a Chariots of Fire girl. Oh, yep. boring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't uh, you leave the Olympics alone for like two minutes? No. Actually, you hey, should... I'm wearing an Olympic shirt. I know, like I good. live the Olympic values every single day. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> Ten years to go, 2032. Well, if you want to live Olympic values, we had uh, Titus O'Reilly on this week. Amazing podcast. It's called Sports Bazaar. Sats and I love it. And it's about cheating. And he said, he has looked it up. There is not a sport that no one has not attempted to cheat Well, the one that he thought was no cheating and you couldn't cheat was fishing. But, of course, we've learned of late that when they catch the fish, they've been putting (laughs) sinkers, which are made of pure steel Mm. or metal or whatever it is, and, and putting them up the... Behinds of the fish, so the fish weigh more. Way more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So now they're cheating in fishing, right? So he does a podcast. Oh, he's got a great book out called Cheat. Yeah. Uh, where he just talks about all these major events, even where there's been cheating. Uh, and he's got a podcast out with Mick Malloy called Sports Bazaar. Grab it, have a listen to the 1900 Olympics and the 1904 Olympics, it, it's farcical. At the 1900 Olympics, there were athletes that didn't know they were competing in, in the, the Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> it wasn't until like 40 years later they realised they'd won a gold medal in the Olympics. Because they ended up changing the name of it. They went, <laughs> let's not call it the Olympics, let's call it uh, the, the Special Running and Jumping Exercise Games. That's what they decided to call it. Went for six months. I've got a good story on cheating. Okay, now we yeah. hooked All and right. teased this. Yeah. All right. Let, me know, the, let uh, me know when I can deliver. Okay, so we're only, um, and if you're just joining the show, welcome to the show. And off air, we're talking about yeah, Chinese swimmers and you know, all that era around um, doping. And 
And so over to you, Brooke. Tell us about a race that you raced in and what happened with some of the swimmers involved. No yeah. names. No names. We're at a, a World Cup, late 90s, 100 metres breaststroke final. I have looked up and I've finished fourth place. And to get out of the pool, you've got to go under the lane rope. So I've gone under the lane rope, under the next lane rope, and then out onto pool deck. In front of me was a Chinese swimmer whose back was covered in a lot of acne, jaw was really sticking out, more acne, no boobs, hair under the armpits and down at the bikini line and spoke really deep voice. She gets out of the pool, ducks into the crowd and disappears. Out of the crowd comes this tiny, small, tiny swimmer that was dry, not even wet, in the same swimming cap and the goggles and she walks over to the drug testers and says, oh, yes, I just won. And I'm there going, I just got fourth, I've missed the podium and you aren't the swimmer that I raced. What? Oh, no, that, that is amazing. You can say that again. <laughs> what? Actually, what's Two's got to say about it in the manly thing? Come on, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous, Toby. That's the it most is. amazing thing I've ever heard, I think. So what you're claiming is that this swimmer, Chinese swimmer, got out of the pool and when she dried, she shrunk. <laughs> is that what you're claiming? <laughs> Am I missing something here, Sats? Uh, uh, I think uh, you are. That's incredible. Mm. Yep, yeah, so yeah, just sent this other small person out but that wait. wasn't on any any performance enhancing. But wait, but wait. didn't anyone say uh, at the end of the race, particularly when interviews and all that are going on, go, you're not the person who just swam. Yeah. And, our and what about the podium? Our management, everyone's just, you know, we're trying to then just fight, just fight for that moment of these aren't the swimmers that we raced. And then we've gone on to the world championships where they had to actually move the crowd further away to make sure that those drug testers were standing there as soon as the swimmers came out. And eventually those athletes who were the cheats got done for performance-enhancing drugs. Just on the drug testing, there's a, there's that policy there, you can always be tested anywhere, anytime. Mm. But straight after an event, are you tested straight away? Straight away. Yeah, you have a, right. have a chaperone that you get out of the water, get um, onto pool deck, you get tapped on the shoulder, they give you your accreditation, which is what you wear around your neck to, you know, show yep. that you're, who you're competing for and what race. And then they say you're coming with me and they follow your every move, for cool down, through ice baths, through massage, through getting changed. And then when you're ready to give Go. your sample, they follow you and then they watch you do your business and make sure that it's coming out the right hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, I'm telling you, there was what? other times there was, there was people that actually had other people's urine strapped to their Stop back. Stop it. Strapped to their back and then they'd press a little, you know, thing down near their, down down near yeah, that yeah, region there, and know. someone else's we would be delivered into the beakers. There was ways that people would cheat. There's an amazing documentary Stop on it. Netflix called Icarus. Yes. I've seen this. It's I love, the most amazing documentary which went in talking about how the performance enhancing drugs help you in just this event, this cycling event into the Sochi Olympics, the Winter Olympics. Yes. It's amazing. Amazing. But that, oh, that's incredible. I had some play we had some players would do that. You'd walk off and the the Asada or WADA mm. officials would say, You're number ten and you've been chosen to to give a urine sample. 
I, I knew players that made the tester. He didn't. He he was ready to go to give his sample, but he would make him sit with him forever, and then get him, make him get in the family car and drive with him to the league's club to go for the presentation and the meal. And he'd just sit there <laughs> at about nine thirty. He'd go, okay, mate, let's go. He'd just make him sit there all night, and the the. The drug tests say, well, I don't care. I'm a casual rate. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, they're getting paid per hour. But I, w- I would take them to dinner. They'd come to the pizza shop. Uh, they rocked up at my brother's wedding. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, I'm ha- I'll have a couple more glasses of champagne yeah. and you can just, yeah, dance along and wait till I'm ready to go. Given all that that you've just told us, mm. we've got a text here from Lyle from Lower. How hard was it to get yourself ready for a race when you knew – it possibly wasn't a level playing field. Yeah, I think that was difficult. Like mentally, it was difficult to to go into a race knowing you you believe that you. I guess you believe through your hard training that you believe that you should be on the podium, but you're not going to make the podium because you're up against drug cheats. It was tough. It was tough, and you really felt. I felt let down at that time through. Um, through so many different avenues of just like, why aren't they getting these cheats? You could tell that they were doing it. So it was good once they come, once they came down and, and got them all and they were, you know, some of them were banned for years, others banned for life. Um, but it was, yeah, it was definitely tough mentally to stand behind the blocks and look to your left, look to your right and go, uh, it's like race. My husband raced, raced as well. It was like I was racing a man. Yeah, wow. Sat sinkers are made of lead. Yes, thank you. Are they uh, ele- Belmont are they- and okay. Clarence? Yeah, so that's that's that. Uh, another question for Brooke: What's the reason why you followed uh, Manly? Well, it's because you grew up on the Northern Beaches, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I was born in Manly hospitals. A Manly girl went to primary school and high school in Manly, and um, of course had a dad who was a, a Manly supporter his whole life, and he married another Manly supporter. And dad, of course, a, a rugby league journalist, and wrote for the Manly Daily, the Daily Telegraph, the Daily Mirror. And uh, I, I was just born into a rugby league family and you just always, always went for Manly and you definitely, definitely hated every other team. Mm. <laughs> well, you stole all our South players, so that's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Grafter Bronco also wants to know, listening through 2GF, who was your fiercest competitor while swimming? I would have to say it would have to be Svitslana Bondarenko. From the Ukraine, mm-hmm. and what's been happening over there? I've been trying to reach out and get in touch with her. I would love to, hopefully, once they come through this whole war, I'd love to actually connect with her again and and catch up with her and and know that I'd tell her she was one of my my toughest competitors, but she was also a great mentor as well. And I remember her sort of being so proud when. I won that Olympic silver medal and she'd been to four Olympics before that and, and she said, you, des- you deserve this, you deserve this for never giving up on your dream. And at the age of 26, I had so many people telling me, you're too old, you're too slow, give it up, get a real job, you're never going to make it. And when you had your own competitor from the Ukraine telling me, keep going for it, you'll get better, you'll get That's stronger. Awesome. Well, a lot of people don't really realise, special. you were eight years, you had an eight-year gap be- before between qualifying as a 15, 16-year-old until then finally getting to the, the bigger events, didn't you, the Olympics? Yeah. At that time, I found out I was um, 
I, I was allergic to chlorine. I had a an, an allergy to chlorine. What? Yep. Is <laughs> that like Steve Elkington, the famous golfer, was allergic to, to Tiger Woods is allergic to grass. To grass. Yeah. yeah I'm allergic to grass as well. Uh, won't be taking up golf anytime soon. Don't but... smoke it then. <laughs> um, yeah. Come on, mate. Come on. We're, we're, we're doing something special here. So that's why you had such so, a big break. Yeah, I had two no, um, two sinus operations, a nose reconstruction. Um, I swam for two years with a, a nose clip on my nose, like the synchronized swimmers, and uh, I missed the I missed ninety six by eleven one hundredths of a second for Atlanta. I missed Sydney two thousand by zero point seven one. And I didn't improve my times. As a female swimmer, I really sort of peaked at 16. I matured quite young and, and peaked at 16. And and a lot of my other competitors had given up and, yeah, they'd gone, finished uni and got the real jobs and got married and I just kept going. And so for me to finally achieve that at 26, and there was days where I thought, you know, I I thought about giving up, but I had to listen to my inner voice that said, you can do this, keep going, you will be a champion, you will make the Olympic team. And, and to finally win my my first Australian title at the age of 26, it, it was a, a wonderful feeling to finally qualify for my first Olympics. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Question for Brooke, Simon Kay. Hi, Brooke, I attended an event you hosted a couple of weeks ago. It was amazing. My question is, what advice would you give a young Brooke Hanson now that you wish you had during your career? Oh, what a great question. It would have to be back yourself. Just back yourself. Believe in yourself. Don't doubt. Don't doubt your ability to perform. But yeah, most of all, believe. Believe. Find that inner child and believe every single day that you will succeed. And I think that's a lesson for all of us, no matter what you do for a crust. There's times that we doubt ourselves, doubt our ability to to perform, but every single day, we should go to bed each night and go, do you know what? Today, I, I nailed today. Today was so good. And I just nailed just one great thing, not a hundred things, just now one great thing every single day. So yeah, so young me would definitely say, just back yourself more. Stay in your lane and just, just own it. Own it today and every day. Don't worry about the judgment. Just you do you. And I know it's trending at the moment, but you just have to. Mm. You've got to be your authentic, true self every single day. And that's what I do. I just, yeah, I love doing me, still staying in my lane. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow now. You've just <laughs> you've inspired me. It might be a long one, uh, but I'll go for a walk. Hey, um, 30 minutes, that's all I want from you, 30 minutes 30. each day. 30. It's not much. Half an hour. How many hours in a week? Oh, there's a few. How many hours in a week? I don't know. Come on. I'm going to work it out. 24 times 7. <laughs> 168. Well done. Winner, Jeez, winner. Good. Winner, winner, that's chicken pretty... dinner. So... 168 hours in one week. Right. So we just need to move daily, just for 30 minutes a day. And you want me to spend three and a half of those? Yep. Three and a half hours out of your 168 hours a week, just moving, just for 30 minutes, just move every day. And going to the fridge doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Start, right. repeat every day. Start, repeat every single day. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just glad there's not a little one of you just sitting on my shoulder. That'll be annoying every day. Now, um, Brooke, <laughs> uh, one of our, speaking of annoying, our most annoying listener, Glenn from Newcastle. Love you, Glenn. Uh, no, well, we don't. Uh, Brooke, I went to Manly Boys High with one of your dad's best mates, Mick Bushell, and oh. his younger brother, Tim. Oh, how good. That's good. He's probably lying. 
No, no. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the bushels are a huge part of of yeah of oh. my my family growing up, and and definitely a huge supporter of me. And yeah, well he makes, done. He makes a good point here. The song should be anything by Hanson. Remember, umbop. Umbop. That umbop. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, three okay. brothers. Keep, keep yeah. moving on. <laughs> Um, did uh, Brooke see Ronnie Rambo Gibbs play for Manly? Oh, everyone saw Ronnie Rambo Gibbs. Are you been too young, I reckon? What year were you born, if you don't mind me asking? No. Uh, you can't say that. Yeah, um, I, yeah I can. I was, I no, was you would have seen Ronnie Rambo Gibbs. He left in 1987 to go to the yeah, Gold Coast Giants. Yeah. yeah, definitely saw him play. I Yeah, I, I was born in 78, so I'm uh, living life in my 40s now. Mm, you would have seen him. He's mad. Great guy. Does great things for country sport. Who's your favourite Manly player of all time growing up? If you say Beaver, you're not allowed to come on the show. I can't say Beaver because he married one of my best friends. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, Still married? Still married, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, no, no, I just want to check. <laughs> Those are morbid you, no, questions no, you, no, ask. you ask. Me every, who, you ask me who's married everyone, or who's divorced. Is that the question? Like, no, are they still together? Yeah, of yeah, course they are, they're still yeah. together. No, before we bag him, we need uh, to find that out, though. He never responds to my text messages, do you? <laughs> <laughs> he said you're creepy. Our favourite player. <laughs> oh, probably Jughead Jones. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, favourite all-time manly player. I had so many favourites, but you asked me my favourite. It's going to be Jughead, for Jughead sure. Jones is one of the greatest human beings with the biggest head in the world. Hence you, the you were shocked when I said that. You didn't think I was going to say Jughead. Oh. Wait, Jughead has a bigger head than Dave Fairley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's impossible. The listeners know. Okay, there you go. 0457 736 736 online survey, on air survey. <laughs> bigger head, David Fairley, Jughead Jones. <laughs> God, I can't get Dave Fairley returned my calls now after we called. Remember we did the team, we did the big head rugby league team? Uh, sporting movies, without a doubt, best sports movie ever, Raging Bull. Oh, Jake LaMotta. Yeah. Robert De Niro. Yep. Great. Cinderella Man, thinking of boxing movies. Great movie. Russell Crowe was outstanding. No, uh, yeah, no, it James was Braddock. Russell. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, gold medal smile and great to listen to. Oh, thank. Oh, it's for Brooke. <laughs> uh, great work, Brooke. Pretty handy co-host as well. That's from Brendan. Some nice texts coming through. Oh, thank you, Brendan. Brendan. Doc Lombardi in Dubbo says, does Brooke ever think Laurie Daly um, looks like her dad? Well, Doc Lombardi's obviously just tuned in because yeah. at the top of the show, Doc, that's exactly what she was saying. They swapped clothes one one time for a photo. Yeah, definitely. That was um, – I, I love that photo. I'm going to have to find it and show you guys. And, of course, another favourite player from Manly, not just Jughead Jones, but I was talking earlier off air about how Crusher Cleal – Oh, Crusher, what a great man. He used man. to be my garbo. He did too. Back oh, in the day. We're talking about how rugby league players were – a lot of the, a lot of them were garbos back in the day because it was a way of staying fit. The old yeah. school, jumping off and picking up the trash and yeah. The old silver trash, can, yes, silver trash can. Dad would go to the Olympics, and Crusher would just come in and just knock on the on the window, and you know we'd just all be well, the eldest of four kids, so we'd all be in Mum's bed, and he'd be like, Sue. How's it going? Is everything okay? Do you need anything with Hansel away? And she'd be like, it's okay. It's all good. And then you just hear him pick up our bin and then just chuck it into the back of the garbage truck and chuck the bin down. And yeah, they would see on the weekend (laughs) at Brookie Hill and we'd go and cheer him on. And, you know, that's, I always believe that rugby league players are just, just, they were just salt of the earth people that would always be checking in on on us kids and, and the family and 
yeah, was just so fortunate that I had so many league players that really mentored me and took me under their wing and, and got me to continue to believe in myself and, and back me. They'd back me and some of them would come in and watch me swim, which was great. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Before we go to a break, uh, just quickly another sports movie. Uh, Tim from Parks. Thanks, Tim. Hey, lads. And Brooke, my all-time favourite sports movie. And every time it comes on TV, I have to watch is White Man Can't Jump. Woody Harrelson. Well, that was awesome. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. After this, we're going to Sizzler. That's the only <laughs> line from a movie I remember. And the movie I was talking about where they were eating each other after plane crash was alive. Oh, well, it was alive. It was a soccer team, not a football team. Soccer was, team, yeah. Yeah, where were they the, from? The top of the, they were flying over the top of the Alps. Yeah. Crashed there. Yeah, not good. Mm. Remember Bender like Beckham? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a good one. Now, that's not a sports movie. That's a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have Any that. given Sunday. Awesome. Great movie. How is that Al Pacino when he when he addresses the team mm. before they run out? It's a game of inches. Mm. That is, that's one of the best, actually, one of the best. All right, we've got to go to break. This is Sports Day. Keep your texts coming through, 0457 736 736. Keep them coming for Brooke if, if you like as well. We're doing it thanks to McDonald Jones Home. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, Brooke Hansen in the studio tonight with some amazing stories and the text machine's blowing up. 0457 736 736. Keep your text messages coming through for Brooke or about anything. You might even have a... How much fun can you have on a Thursday? A fun fact I got a for fun Thursday. Fact. Yeah, sure. Let it rip. So um, in 1980, Larry Holmes bashed Muhammad Ali. Okay. And uh, the day after that fight, uh, it was, Muhammad Ali was on the phone to Customato the trainer of Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was 14 years of age and he put him on the phone to Muhammad Ali and Customato said to Muhammad Ali, this kid will be the heavyweight world champion one day. And Muhammad Ali said to Mike Tyson, get him for me. Talking about Larry Holmes, who just fought the night before in 1980. So then in 1988, guess what? Mike Tyson fought Larry Holmes for the world title, knocked him clean out. Wow. Mm. We like to have fun here. (laughs) (laughs) That's outstanding. Uh, Time for a cricket update before we get to more texts. Watch the uh, T20 Cricket World Cup on Co Sports. Loving that. Six, uh, sick, I should say. Netherlands versus Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka have won by 16 runs in the earlier game today, but that doesn't guarantee them a spot in the next stage of the T20 World Cup because that's, they had to win by a certain amount. Of, they had to win by a big margin. Yeah, they? close to about 100, I'm led to believe. Now, Namibia are playing the UAE right now, and if Namibia win, they'll take Sri Lanka's spot and go into what the What a ball round. over. Sri Lankan to not play finals in World Cup. After just winning the Asian uh, Championship yeah. as well against India and, and Pakistan, uh, one for 39, the UAE are. After uh, 8.1 overs, they're batting uh, first. Geez, I'm concerned about um, Friday and Saturday night. We've got uh, – sorry, Saturday and Sunday. We've got absolute blockbuster games lined up. Sold out SCG for Australia versus New Zealand. 90% chance of rain. 
It's <laughs> it's teeming down. So let's hope that one. I've I've cleared my Saturday night to watch that on KO on Saturday. I've cleared it. <laughs> Nothing. No one's coming around. It's it's an early dinner. Watch the cricket. Because uh, the game's 5 o'clock Queensland time. Six yeah. But what's the go? Time. So, like, if it's completely rained out, is that, is that... No but, result. But do you get to the people who, you know, it's sold out? So do you, are you getting your money back? Well, like, you do. You do normally when it's yeah. sold out, yes. Oh, when it's uh, washed out. Washed out. Mm. It's a big loss. It's a huge loss. For the ICC if that, yeah. if that does happen. Let's go ahead the next day. The MCG, Pakistan versus India. Oh, wow. Fierce rivals. They're expecting... 100,000 at the MCG on Sunday night. Forecast, 80% rain. It's teeming in Melbourne as well. (laughs) Weather gods. Let's hold hands and and pray. (laughs) Well, there's netball. That's going to be indoors at the Gold Coast Convention Centre. So Sunday night. Are the men's netball team playing the curtain raiser? Yeah. What what about this? Men's Australian netball team. Yeah, they're playing as well. Does it look weird? Do you like it? I I love it. it. Yeah, I like it as well. It's really physical. I mean, the women's netball is physical also, but it's yeah. it's like it's elbows raining down on top of heads full stop. It's great it's, to watch. So who's uh, – this is a serious question. Mm. Who does it appeal to? Does it appeal to males or females? I don't know. What, netball? No, male, watching, ma- men's netball. Watching men's netball. Yeah. Who does it appeal – who's their target market? Because I think us men have got enough sports to watch. I'd watch men's netball. Well, do you I have watched well, we men's have. netball. Do you yeah. watch female netball? Yeah, yes. I used to go all the Love time. Yeah. The reason I used to go all the time was there's no beer cues. <laughs> everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, you've always said that. They're always. Everyone was lined up for a hot chocolate <laughs> or, or, just, red, or <laughs> red wine. A, yeah. Yeah. a chai latte. <laughs> I'll just rock up to the bar. Four beers, thanks, love. <laughs> And there's no limit on how many you can buy at once. No, there was four indoor. Yeah. Well, for me, there was four. I don't, I don't know. But that's that, – that, I'm not even joking. There's no beer queue. So so. They're, well, their target market's just – yeah, again, it's just sports lovers, surely. I'm a massive fan of netball. I love watching women's netball. It's so rough. Mm, it, is, it is. And so fast. There's no stopping the clock. There's none of that rubbish. It's just bang, bang, bang. So – be interesting. Are you into the men's netball? 0457 736 736 uh, with the T20 World Cup. Don't miss risking uh, any of your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Very quickly, before we go to breaks, that's... Uh, fun fact Thursday here. Brooke, Woogie, Worm and Jack. Fun fact Thursday. Between 1912 and 1948, competitive art was an Olympic sport. Medals were awarded for music, painting, sculpture and architecture. Fun fact, Thursday. <laughs> Bring that back. We might have a chance come 2032. We can, I don't know, make a sculpture or get well, they, into some, some art. They had art at the 1900 Olympics. It was on that podcast. It was too, yeah. But actually, you And got, so was air ballooning. Air ballooning. Uh, you've got to w- listen to this podcast, Brooke. They actually had hammer throw and discus. Uh, they're so unorganised. When they threw those items, they actually went into the crowd. So they actually threw them into the crowd. So imagine a hammer, <laughs> those big balls coming at you, and, and like it could kill someone. And when they had the long jump, the, they didn't even dig a pit. So the competitors had to dig their own pit. It's like the mafia. <laughs> you got to dig your own grave. Hammer throw into the crowd. Into the crowd. 
Well, for all these Christmas parties coming up, everyone's <laughs> getting into the axe throwing. It's meant to be like therapeutic. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, not That's... for me. Not <laughs> you for don't... Me. Have you thrown an axe before? Uh, you... only, no, only at a piece of wood at home. That's <laughs> it. I don't think it's only not someone for me. I hated. Yeah. And I, I've got a bit of a target on my back at work. I don't want to be around workmates with an axe in their hand. Sats, quickly, the Australian team uh, to take on Scotland in their second uh, Rugby League World Cup match. Yeah, the players that missed out in the first game because of uh, whether it was injury, rest after grand finals. James Tedesco is the fullback in jersey number one. On the wings in jersey number nine and number 19 is Campbell Graham and Josh Adokar. Matty Burton and Jack Whiten in jerseys 12 and 10. In the halves, Cameron Munster in jersey seven. Nathan Cleary makes his debut, jersey number 14. Bet she's happy about oh. that. Regan oh. Campbell-Gillard is wearing jersey number six in the front row. And I'll stop the numbers now. Harry Grant and Hooker, Pat Carrigan, Angus Crichton, Liam Munn, Isaiah Yo, And on the bench is Benny Hunt, Val Holmes, Jake Trebojevic. And Lindsay Collins makes his debut as well. And his grandfather, Will, um, uh, Lionel Williamson, made his uh, played for Australia as well. It's Fun Fact Thursday. There you go. Right, is that it? That's it. Good to see some New South Wales players uh, in that side, Mal. Well done. This is Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's Most Wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Brooke Hanson in the studio tonight co-hosting with uh, Sats. Uh, text machines blowing up 0457 736 736. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, you got some there for us, Sats? Uh, Rugby League World Cup. Hey, Sats, thoughts on the size of the goals, the in goals in England? It's way too small and completely dangerous, especially sliding to score or stop a try. The World Cup organisers need to look at this. It happened in the last World Cup over there as well. Jesse Albion Park. Yeah, it's always been a concern in England because primarily they're football football stadiums as well where the fans are basically on top of the athletes. It gives a great atmosphere. Everyone is – everything is so close – but unfortunately, yeah, it is it is unsafe to um, when they play rugby league. There is cause we see so many players are sliding into the into the signage at the back. I remember seeing Justin Murphy, young winger. He once went was going that quick. He tried to score a try. He hit the the back signage and flicked over, and basically nearly landed in the front row of the grandstand. It was horrific to watch. Can't believe he didn't get more more of a serious injury. But yeah, you're right. It's um it's difficult to watch at times. I can't believe there's more uh, more athletes that aren't hurt. Um, okay, question for Brooke. Good evening, guys. Great show. I think you should play Eagle Rock for Brooke and all the Manly fans. Is the only thing they have to look forward to is Laurie Daly joining the staff for next year. Jeff from Yas, did you know that? So Laurie's going to be a um like a consultant I'm to ha- Manly. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that, that's some positive news. I think it's going to be your dad walking around the place. Okay. And the, oh, there's one here for you. So oh, how did you get your nickname? Worm. Worm. Worms. Is it Worm or worm, Worms? No, Worm from Danger. How did um, you get your nickname? So when I was at the Gold Coast Chargers, I had this way of worming my way into anything, whatever it may be, like whether <laughs> it's a conversation. And Jace, the old radio station you used to work for, um, 
there was this spot coming up to do Friday rugby league and the guy that they had positioned for it wasn't, wasn't at training that day. And I said, Oh, I'll do it if you want me to. So I went on the Friday and was there for like 10 years or eight years or something. So they said, you just worm your way into everything. So Uh for some reason, I just wormed my way into everything, good or bad. Hence the nickname worm. Hey, before we go to a break again, G-Man from Brizzy, uh, question for you, Brooke. Brooke, my daughter is a great swimmer. She wins easily at school events, but freezes at rep swimming. She says it's because the crowd is bigger. Any advice you can give her? Oh, yeah, just just to pretend that every single person in the crowd is her family, her friends, her loved ones, to listen to her favourite music going out and stay in her own lane, focus on what she needs to do, which in the end, it's, it's not life or death. It's just two laps. And if she's a freestyler, it's just two laps freestyle. Go in, do it because you love it, and think about every crowd member being a family family member. And you've got to embrace it too, don't you? Totally embrace it. You have to really love love how much pressure's on you actually because when you're, there's pressure, it means something It means something to you. So, Pressure is a privilege. Yeah. And that's the best way to look at racing, when, especially when the nerves are there and you're looking at the crowd and that's when fear of failure comes and you're doubting yourself and doubting your ability. Back yourself, fully commit, think about your grandparents, your parents, all your friends in the stands don't see that pressure as something that's going to, I guess, wreck your performance. See it as a privilege to perform. I remember Preston Campbell. Preston Campbell used to always say, I used to envisage, I used to um, imagine that whether there's 5,000 or 85,000, that everyone was there to cheer on me. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I remember being in Indianapolis for the World Championships and the USA all going, USA, USA. And I said to the girls, AUS, AUS, <laughs> just think we're at home. We've got the Aussie crowd. And we just stood up and we performed because we really just tried to channel that energy of the crowd into using, I guess, that energy for our best performance. And it worked. We we won. But, yeah, it's great. It's great to to have that crowd and to use it to your best performance. Some good advice there, G-Man. We're going to go to a break. This is Sports Day for Kia. When we come back, the last laugh. This is where Sats does pretty ordinary joke. Someone uh, best gear. Uh, we're going to – Brooks, <laughs> Brooks like, yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to hear Brooks' song to finish the show tonight. Plus, Jack's going to do some soccer news for us. Oh, and we're going to give away those Golden Eagle tickets next here on Sports Day. <laughs> The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yep. Uh, before we get into that, go to iCanWin.com.au to win yourself a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown barbecue this summer. They are the best Barbies on the market. For your chance to win, iCanWin.com.au. Text of the night before we get to a couple of other, well, dodgy ones, uh, was from Simon K. Asked you a question about attending that, uh, he attended that uh, function you did uh, recently and and uh, wanted the advice you give young athletes nowadays. So well done, Simon. You've picked yourself up uh, those two tickets to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill on October 29. Now, there's a text here 
Uh, I, I, I don't know whether I wanted to read it out or not, but it's a bit sexist, <laughs> would it be? Um, and it's that that Sheila you've got on seems like a right sort, Clarky from the Gold Coast. <laughs> but what we have done is we've we've thrown that number because listeners, the numbers come up on the text messages, <laughs> and we've got a magic machine here. And so we said, everyone put this number into their phone. And Brooke puts it into her phone. She said, hang on, so I know that number. It's a husband. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought that was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. After 25 years, he believes that this Sheila sitting here right now is a good sort. I'm go. happy with that. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, last text of the night. Uh, so you got one. Uh, someone's having a crack at you saying your sister's not as ugly as you oh, make Steve out. Steve said, oh, glory, glory, the my dad's autobiography arrived today, Sats. I'm still waiting for Matty Rogers' book, though. Two things stick out, Sats. One, your sister isn't as ugly as you make out. What? And two, the picture of your dad with the Brockton bomber, Rocky Marciano. is a picture of the old man oh, and nice. Rocky Marciano. And, yeah, so there you go. Hope you enjoy it. Rightio, uh, let's get a, uh, a Premier League update. Yeah, the grass is looking well. I hope Steve's looking at it. Liverpool beat West Ham this morning 1-0. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, he told me that he wanted to go look at the grass outside whenever I was doing football updates. Okay. It was literally an hour ago, Jason. Uh, Chelsea drew with Brighton nil all. <laughs> Newcastle beat Everton 1-0. Southampton beat Bournemouth 1-0. And Brooks United had a 2-0 win against Tottenham. Good stuff. That yeah, was good. Yeah, well done. That was very quick. I wasn't even ready. Rightio, let's go. <laughs> On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. I've got to warn you. And the vote is uh, Jughead Jones has a bigger head than Brian Fletcher and Dave Fairley. So Dave was third? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Brooke, I've got to warn you. Uh, it's been great having you on the show tonight. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, Thank I'm, you. I'm sorry it ends like this. Uh, well, uh, this is actually not a joke. This is a, a story about my daughter who's just got a job at an Indian restaurant. It's her first job. And we're really excited about it. Um, but she had to sign a legal agreement that she wouldn't share the flatbread recipe. It's just their standard non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You're not laughing. Please don't tell me you're laughing. I think I'm laughing because I know what the next song's going to be. I'm the done. Last song, the song I've chosen. It is 1971. It is Daddy Cool. I'm out of here. For the Manly supporters, I love you. It's been great, boys. Been great having you, Brooke. I can't believe she laughed at your joke. Oh. I'm done. <laughs> we'll be back Monday night. Bye. See ya.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.